Welcome to episode 8 of Chai Me Bitch <laughs> So it's your girl Pretty Please Of course, I mean You clicked on this podcast lah You should know <laughs> So today it is just me On this couch And you're welcome <laughs> Them sets yeah To all my past guests I'm joking But today's episode Is going to be a little different Because I wanted to make it A bit more topical So I feel like For all my past episodes They've been relevant Like to me and my life And hopefully to anyone else Who like who thinks is relevant, but they've never been like relevant to like a more like generic scale of things. You know what I mean? Like basically right now in today's episode, I do want to talk about things that are in the news right now. I want to talk about things like I'm going to cover some quite exciting and also not so exciting things like the COVID clubbing situation. So basically clubs are going to open up and we're going to talk about it. Also, I'm going to talk about YouTube entrepreneurs. Oh, so, sorry, I should do air quotes when I say entrepreneurs. <laughs> and also I want to talk about how Christmas decorations went up before Deepavali even happened. So those are a couple of things I want to talk about in today's episode. So hopefully you guys like give a shit. I want to hear what I got to say. Lah. <laughs> so before we get into all that, of course, with every episode, we got to shout out everyone who's made the episode happen. So we have Jaden behind the scenes. As always, I say Jaden and then he does a dance. And um, also today, Jaden and I made the chai that I'm about to drink. So let's hope uh, I don't halfway get poisoned. <laughs> and of course, shout out to Audio Technica for all this audio equipment that you see, the mic, the headphones, everything that makes me look so professional. <laughs> and shout out to Alif for the soundboard that I'll be using throughout the episode. So which soundboard am I talking about? This one. Yep, yep, yep. I'm always yapping. Uh. So, and another very special shout out to Sean because he sent us some samsas from Cafe Samsa. So, of course, like because I've no guests, this is literally all for me. So, thank you so much. We have like lamb, wagyu beef, mushroom chicken, like a whole bunch of flavors. And yeah, it's all for me. Uh. So, thanks, Sean. <laughs> and of course, I'll be linking everything like in the description so you can also check out Cafe Samsa for sure and get yourself some samsas. So, before we begin proper, I'm going to pour myself this cup of chai because this is a no Wisan situation. Wisan has officially enlisted in the army as of this week. So, this means pretty need to pour her own chai from today onwards. I grew up ready. Oh, wow. Oh my god, I can hear it. It sounds beautiful. We literally made uh, enough for half a glass. Uh, so, <laughs> this is all the chai that I will get today. And let me cheers myself. <laughs> oh, it's really good. Oh, wow. Okay, great. So, now I'll just keep making my own chai. Uh. <laughs> okay, so today's episode, like I said, a couple of things we want to talk about and the first thing is the most exciting thing it's COVID clubbing so <laughs> of course if y'all like follow me or if you just know me personally I think I party way too much so <sighs> I feel like COVID was a chance for me to like chill a bit you know like stay home nine months of not going to party or not going to a club so honestly 
that is my silver lining when it comes to this global pandemic. You know, I decided that it's time for me to relax, stay home, not party as much and give my liver a bit of a break. So yeah, clubbing is coming back and I and I really don't know how to feel about this because I thought I'd be like quite excited, but actually I'm kind of scared. So let me tell you what the situation is like, okay? So Straits Times just put out like a whole article like with all the deets and basically cl- clubbing and karaoke are going to come back, but of course it's going to be with a whole bunch of restrictions. So it's going to be part of the government's proposed nightlife pilot program. So it's going to be like a select few like nightlife spots, karaoke spots that will get to open up. And of course, the restrictions are things like a capacity limit of 100 people, separate like dining and dancing spaces that can hold 50 people each, along with like wearing masks on the dance floor. And customers also will have to stay like two meters apart from other groups and it'll be indicated with like floor markings as well as like physical barriers. So basically there's no chance for you to anyhow get close to people and there'll be no live entertainment and performances um, at any of these venues for now. Lah. So um, I don't know, like <laughs> honestly, if you think about it, I feel like the whole reason people go clubbing is because they enjoy extremely loud music and they just do want to like hang out in a dark space with very loud music that they love and just kind of like dance around and not care about what people are thinking. But when you have a whole bunch of restrictions like two meters away and basically this means people are constantly watching you to make sure that you stay in your lane. And honestly, I just feel damn bad for the bouncers because uh, now they have to do like, I feel like they have to work doubly hard to make sure that like people don't mess around, you know. They have to stand in the middle of all these crowds to make sure that, hey, don't stand here, don't stand there, don't get too close to this group. So I feel like it's damn shack for them because they are going to like have a lot to handle, like way more than a normal clubbing night. So I feel bad, you know, but I do see the pros and cons of clubs being able to open up, of course. But before, before we get into all that, I do want to talk about my last clubbing experience before... COVID came to ruin all our lives. Um, it's quite it's quite sad, like actually. I think my last clubbing experience was in March, and it was in it was at 1980. So 1980 just celebrated their relaunch, and it was their relaunch party actually. So it's them sad because that was like the last thing I attended, and they just relaunched. They opened a massive space, and I was like, man, I'm so excited because they have like arcade games and they have like a dance floor and everything now. But then that was the last thing I attended and then they had to close, of course. So um, I hope they're part of the clubs that get to open up because they just had a relaunch and they revamped their space and everything. But that was my last clubbing experience. Uh, and it's been so long. It's been nine months that I could have a whole ass child. <laughs> I'm kidding. Nobody's getting pregnant. Relax. <laughs> Jaden's at the back like, is she not telling me something? I'm not. Okay, relax. Yeah, but anyways... Um, I don't know lah, like, I feel like it's super, I'm excited for karaoke places to open because I think that one is a bit like, you know, you can still go there with like five people and that's like the perfect karaoke amount I think because like five people, way too many people are going to be picking their songs but five is quite decent and you can still get to sing your song and yeah, I think I'm excited for that. I'll probably go for that but I don't think I'll go to a club when it opens up. So I think the clubs are slated to open in uh, January, but for now in December, the pilot's going to kick off with opening some pubs and bars that have not been open in the last couple of months. So I think like if we want to talk about pros and cons about this situation, I actually listed quite a few. So let me tell you my official list. So of course, one of the biggest pros is that I'm very glad businesses get to run again lah, because they, they obviously lost a lot of money. So when they get to start again, of course, they're going to make money, not as much as they used to, but you know, at least they get to function again and they get to like 
make money and people get jobs, you know, staff get, get, they get paid and they have work to do. So that's great. And I guess a lot of people will also feel like they have a social life again because now they can kite table. <laughs> now they can do all these things again. So it's going to feel like, oh, you know, it's kind of back to normal. So I guess like a lot of people who like clubbed way too much last time, they're going to feel like, oh, finally I can do this one thing my whole life depends on, you know. So <laughs> people are going to feel like they have a social life again. And I think like because we're all going to be socially distant, there's going to be physical barriers, there's going to be like bouncers telling you to stay two meters apart. I think all the perverts can finally keep their hands to themselves because they got no chance to anyhow touch you. So I feel like clubbing now is going to be extra safe. You know, I mean, if you don't look at the COVID aspect of things, if you just look at like, are people going to anyhow come mess with me? I think no, I think they got no chance. So I'm quite excited for people to like, not be in my personal space like that. And also for like people who wear makeup, you're going to wear a mask in the club. Eh? You literally can go clubbing. You can go on a full like night out and party without putting on makeup. You don't even have to worry about people recognizing you. You know, like you're not supposed to be out today, but then you're wearing a mask. Nobody knows you. <laughs> so I think like that's quite exciting actually. It, it adds the mystery. It's like you go masquerade party like that. <laughs> but then you're all wearing masks because got pandemic. <laughs> so I think like the mask thing is quite like interesting. And also, you don't have to worry about like going home super late, you know, missing your curfews or like, you know, midnight charge because the clubs are going to close at 10.30. So literally, when you leave, like if you're going to go to Zook or whatever, if they open up as part of the pilot program, from Clark Key, you're not going to, ex- maybe you experience a bit of high search on your caps, but you're not going to hit the midnight charge and you can actually go home at 11pm, which is kind of insane. La. It's kind of weird though, because I feel like after partying, it's going to feel like, Huh, like this is where my night is supposed to start but it's ending because I feel like everyone pre-drinks everyone does those things and then they go into the club only at 11 o'clock but now the clubs are not even going to be open at 11 o'clock so it's kind of weird but those are the pros that I see but of course when you list out pros you will also have cons so I think like Honestly, I think this is probably on the back of everyone's mind. If you're going to open a venue like that, that is massive and so many people are going to be in an enclosed area, of course, we're all thinking about it, but we don't want to sway it up, so we don't want to say. But it might be another like spike in cases. You know, it could just go back to square one. We Right now, as of today, like when I'm recording this, I think I read the news earlier on and said like there are eight consecutive days of zero local community spread cases. So I'm like, that's pretty cool. But when you open a club, I really don't think we're going to see zero in the news. Like, I feel like we're going to start seeing a bit more. And that's going to be scary because they're probably going to shut everything down again. And the last thing we want is Circuit Breaker Part 2. So... That is the one, I feel like, impending doom is <laughs> the one thing we're all thinking of. La. And that's the biggest con, of course. And the next thing is that your, your liver is going to say, No, no thank you. Eh. Yeah, like you're, you're going to be back in a club and then you're going to be drinking way too much all over again. So maybe, honestly, take it slow if you're going to be doing this because I, I don't think you're ready. Eh. It's been nine months. I don't think you're ready for this. So take it slow. And also, we're forgetting the most important thing here you would need to take a COVID-19 swab test within 24 hours of entering this club or karaoke joint or like any one of these things. So basically, you're going to go through like an insane amount of like discomfort and you're going to pay for this test on your own, by the way. Like you think what? Because <laughs> you're local or got work pass, then it's subsidized just because you want to go clubbing. So no, it's not. You have to fork out your own money and you also have to 
get swapped, which is, I think we all know is something that's, I don't think it's painful, painful, but I think everyone has been saying it's super uncomfortable. So you're going to have to put yourself through that right before going to a club, within 24 hours of going to a club. And if you want to party two weekends in a row, <laughs> that means two swap tests in a row, okay, both weekends. So I don't know if that's worth it because at the end of the day, it's going to cost quite a bit. And also it's not like, you put yourself through this kind of like torture for what? So, and you don't even know if you're going to have fun, you know, it's like not worth it, I feel. And technically, the last thing that, that I think makes no sense in a club is that, you know how they say, like, you don't have to put a mask on when you exercise? Is dancing on a dance floor not exercise? I'll be like sweating my ass off and then you tell me I cannot take off my mask. I can already imagine like me suffocating in the middle of a dance floor because I just tried my... That's my jam. And I try to dance all, then I cannot breathe. So, like, I feel like it's a lot, uh, you know. I'll be suffocating there, then, like, not even drunk, but then, like, need paramedics to come save me. It's, like, too much going on, I feel. Like, the cons outweigh the pros here. And I really don't know if we should be partying when it opens again in January. But it's you do you, lah. It's up to you, okay? So, in conclusion, my... My stance on this uh, clubbing situation, this COVID clubbing situation is... No thank you! And also, I got one more. Can meh? Are we really sure we want to do this? Can meh? I mean, can lah. Technically, it's going to be legal. But I just don't know if we should. I don't know if we really want to. And I don't know if we want to put ourselves through all that effort and discomfort and spend so much money on the test and all these things just to party for a couple of hours. Because if... If the clubs are going to close at 10.30, my question is, what time are they going to open? You tell me 4pm, then okay, worth it. <laughs> but who wants to go clubbing at 4pm? So, I don't know guys, I think we really need to think this through. But for me, sign me out. Uh. I don't think I will be clubbing when it opens. But of course, knowing me and my alcoholism, I will still be supporting pubs and bars and I will still be going out until 10.30 anywhere else but probably not a club so soon. Maybe if it's like mid next year then we see the situation then maybe I'll be like comfortable enough but yeah lah, I think if you're gonna go clubbing during this pilot program thing just stay safe you know honestly like Try not to break the rules as much as you're probably just going to be having fun and not realise that, oh, I'm standing across this line. You know, like, just just try and, like, stay as safe as possible if you're already going to put yourself in a situation like that. So that's all the advice I can possibly give you, lah. But COVID clubbing is a no from me. <laughs> Damn sets, yeah. But I mean, of course, like, when things get better, like, on, like, a nationwide scale and when I feel, like, way safer to put myself in a situation like that, I'll probably do it. But not when they're asking me to take a COVID test. You know, when it's, when it's so, when the situation is so good to the point where they say, anybody can go, you know, <laughs> you, as long as your temperature is down and, like, you hand sanitize and then you can go in already, then I'll do that. But if not, like, I'm really not going to take a test, uh, so... If you're going to do it, then you really must miss clubbing. Uh. <laughs> but have fun. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about in this episode is the YouTube entrepreneurs. But before that, of course, I got to eat the, the beautiful food in front of me. And earlier on, I asked Jaden to help me take tissue because I didn't want to mess up his studio. And he was like, oh, not going to cry uh, this episode. <laughs> I've done eight episodes, Jaden. I've not cried in any episode yet, okay? <laughs> Today won't be the day. Okay, I'm, this is now a mukbang episode. It's an ASMR samsa eating episode. So I'm going to try the lamb one. And I'm going to eat as closely to the mic as possible. So let's see how this goes. 
Wow, can you hear myself? Oh, it's really good. <laughs> I should have ate it when it's hot, man. It smelled so good. The whole studio smelled like this. Probably have crumbs all over my face. But it's okay. You signed up for watching this. You could have just listened to the audio. <laughs> suddenly scold my viewers. Okay, let me put this down and go back to the topic at hand. Oh, this is really good. Okay, so next up, I want to talk about YouTube entrepreneurs. Okay, so if you are a clown and you never use Adblock, then that's your fault lah. <laughs> but if you don't use Adblock, then every time you're on YouTube, you probably see like a whole bunch of ads that are honestly just too much. So there are two types, okay? There is one where it's just a compilation of people screaming. So it's literally a compilation of a bunch of like maybe people in their 20s and they're like maybe a group of like girls, a group of guys staring at their laptop and then they're just like, ah, they're literally just screaming. They're screaming their guts out. No content, no context at all. They don't tell you why they're screaming, but on screen they'll put 20k, 50k. So basically it's trying to say that they just did something online and they earned 50k and they're freaking out. And it's so easy to make this money and so many people have earned this money and you can too. So those ads literally just tell you to there's no context, they don't say anything, they just say a lot of money is being earned and they just ask you to click to like learn more or whatever. And another type of ad, which I think like is the one that is more prevalent and the one that everybody hates the most is the, if you give me 30 seconds of your time, I don't want to waste your time, I got something to tell you. You know, that kind of shit is like, I just want to punch myself in the face eh. But thankfully, I use Adblock so I don't like go through this kind of trauma. But of course, sometimes like, I see it, you know, maybe sometimes my ad block anyhow get paused. Then I, I do stumble upon like ads like this randomly and I see it online. I, I've seen parodies. I've seen people talking about this because it's everywhere and it's damn annoying. And like, I use ad block on my computer, but on my phone, I cannot save myself. So I see it all the time when I use YouTube on my phone and sometimes it's sponsored like Instagram posts and everything like that. So it's always about making money and it's always a get rich quick kind of thing. And it's so annoying because... It's just very triggering. La. It's just like, if you want to make money, you work your ass off, la, okay? There's no such thing as a get-rich-quick thing. It's like, if you want to randomly fall into a pile of money, it's either you're born like super, super rich and you just like, newborn child, and eh, I guess I'm rich. You know, it's either that or like you strike 4D, then you're like, oh, I guess I'm rich overnight. Or it's like, if you're just damn smart and you know how to invest in stocks and you study trends and you do all these things and then you make a lot of money overnight. But that is also something you put a lot of effort in and it's like, you need like experience, you need to actually learn these things. So it's not like a get rich quick overnight kind of thing. But I guess at the end of the day, all these things that I just said really de depends on luck. And it's not like you need to sign up for something, pay $20,000 and then you constantly keep paying a bunch of people and then you're suddenly going to get rich. You know, that, that sounds shady and it, it should be a red flag that this is not real. You know, something weird is happening. So of course, like I have never... I've personally never signed up for anything like that, so I cannot speak from personal experience, but I think it just makes a lot of logical sense to be like, there's no such thing as making money. If I pay you 20k, I'm going to make more money because you pay me 20k, la. then I then that's me making more money, what, right? So all this has been like going around for super long and it's just been annoying, but obviously I'm just like, ah, yeah, I don't care, so I skip it and I ignore these things. But then recently, like, I've been getting tagged in a video and there's this local YouTuber called Rishi and he put out a video kind of, like, calling out marketing gurus. So I think his video was called, like, um, I call out marketing gurus or something like that or calling out local marketing gurus. And he called out a bunch of these people, the 30 seconds of your time kind of people. He called them out and he substantiated a lot of these things with, like, 
facts and a lot of other people's experiences because people were commenting on his video, sharing their own experience, saying like, oh yes, I signed up for this exact thing. I paid 10k, then after that I paid 20k. So people were, real people were actually sharing their experience and and of course, like he compiled as many things as possible and he also found out that like all these videos with the people screaming is anyhow one eh? Is they go and take from like college application videos in America and these are kids who are reacting to their college applications and they got into different schools and they're so happy and those videos are just ripped, taken out of context and, and like random people in Singapore are using this as ads to like market some random MLM get rich quick scheme. So that's so messed up because not only are you stealing other people's content and running ads in a whole different country, like that's messed up on many different levels already lah. And like they will show like stock images of people holding their phones and then they will show their bank account saying like $7,000, you know, like a lot of money. And basically, when you look hard enough, you will realise that these things are photoshopped. If you zoom in close enough, you can see like the shadow, you can see how the, that's not a real screenshot. So basically, Rishi put in a lot of effort in those videos to like really break it down and tell people that like, this is bullshit, don't believe. So... Thank you for that video because I was like, when I was watching, I was like, damn, this is, this is a lot of effort to like break it down like that. And also to see the amount of effort other people put in to scam people is really crazy. So those videos um, were out and I think like one company, I think they're called Leap Vista. And I think they basically like were then mad that he put out a video calling them out. So Leap Vista actually sued Rishi. So they sued him and I, a lot of people were tagging me in that video of, of Rishi talking about how he just got sued. And how like he put out a fundraiser and he's trying to raise funds for his legal fees because like obviously this bullshit and like came out of nowhere and nobody's prepared to fight like a case like this. This sounds like a Siashe versus Eloise situation, by the way. Like people with power just like using their legal fees or calling lawyers and like doing whatever they can to shut you up. Yeah, it sounds like that. So once again, another day, another individual getting silenced for calling out bullshit. <laughs> So that sucks lah. But I have no idea what the status is of the case. But last I heard is that Rishi actually managed to like raise up to like $22,000 or something. So I think in, in terms of like, as for like legal fees and stuff, I think he's he should be set. I think it should be good. And hopefully this case gets squashed. But I mean, if you give me 30 seconds of your time, <laughs> I want to tell you why you shouldn't fall for this bullshit, okay? So if it were that easy to make money... I think we'd all be rich lah. I think a lot of us wouldn't need to have jobs or like actually put in effort to do a lot of things and we just need to sit around YouTube, click ads and be rich lah. So if it were really true, I think uh, we would know and it would be something more like every other person would have already signed up for. So clearly, um, it can be quite shady lah. Maybe don't fall for it lah. <laughs> and I think this kind of advertising is also super gross because it obviously preys on people who need money. So... It's like you telling people like, oh, if you just click this, you can make 20k, 30k. It's not cool because the people who are going to like fall for this or people who are going to be attracted to want to click are people who actually need cash, are people who you don't know what they're going through, you don't know their story. And it's gross because you're literally preying on people who need money. And that's like messed up because if this is a scam, not only are you taking away everything they have, you know, it's, it's messed up because you're using that to your advantage. You're using someone else's like suffering and their issues to your advantage just to make more money. So I think it's them gross when they run ads like that. And also, if you're going to sign up for anything like this online, do your research. Like read testimonials. Like if people have gotten scammed from this, I'm pretty sure like 
all their testimonials and comments will be all over the internet because they're really trying to just get people to not fall for the same thing. So really do your research. Go click on these like, websites and you know just Google them enough to see if this is just something that like they're saying on every platform and they're saying different amounts of money and you know things don't add up, things don't make sense. And really read comments because some people really like, if I'm going to get scammed, I'm going to make it my life's mission to make sure like nobody else goes through this and I'll just put out like comment everywhere online tell all my friends you know that that's what people will be doing especially if they get ripped off a huge amount of money so I think like just do your research don't give out money that easy you know unless you're like already a millionaire and you just want to try it out you know <laughs> then you do you lah but if you're already like you're in desperate need of money don't don't do something like this without doing the research or without knowing like for a fact that this is legit and you are guaranteed to get back your money yeah and um in conclusion all i can say is do your research if someone's going to tell you like you can get rich quick then you tell them show me the money first okay because there's enough it's 2020 there's enough daylight robbery happening all around us everywhere so i think like we're not about to we're not about to get scammed anymore okay we're too good for this shit we're too smart for this so let's not fall for this and you know what they say nothing good comes easy and nothing easy comes g- sorry that's not the phrase i don't, I don't know what's that phrase but something like that like close enough you know so if you want to like make thousands of dollars tens of thousands of dollars overnight that's not going to be something that's like easy to do or very practical I'm not saying it's not possible but i mean like People have done this in many other ways, you know, genius ideas like startups, selling stuff, you know, like coming up with new inventions. That's like how normal people do it. But like to sign up for something online like that and to like risk it all, too shady, okay? <laughs> so um, one more piece of advice that I think is very good advice, if I say so myself. If you have boomer relatives and parents who are obviously on the internet and use YouTube, Facebook, stuff like that, please tell them about these things, you know, because like we talk about this in our own circles and we know people like in our age or in the 20, 30 age group who like maybe have fallen for things like that. But can you imagine how like more susceptible an older person might be or like a way younger person might be to, to things like this, like, you know, they're going to see this and they might think like, oh, okay, you know, maybe they're not working anymore. Maybe they're retired. Maybe they're at home and they're like, actually, this could be a good investment. You know, maybe they're going to think that way, not assuming that everyone does, but someone might. So just look out for like the people at home, you know, look out for your family members. If you have an aunt or uncle who is like, ten, like they tend to do these things or talk about these things online, just advise them, tell them that you know people who got scammed, you've read the comments, you know, this might not be legit. So maybe don't sign up for things or let me know first before you sign up for anything. You know, there's like ways to go around saying this nicely to a grown-ass adult. Lah. <laughs> so yeah, I think look out for like the older people in your life, of course, and also the way younger people in your life who might think that this is a good deal. And if it's very it's if it's a conversation that they're not ready to have, maybe just help them download AdBlock. Yeah. So you download AdBlock and then you pause on YouTube and you make sure you put it on YouTube because those ads are really everywhere. Like it's a lot, uh. So yeah, download AdBlock and talk to the right people, tell them what they need to know, and make sure the people around you don't fall for things like this because it's not worth it and it's it's honestly very disgusting la, for people to prey on them and I don't know how legit I don't know how factual and I don't know like what Leap Vista actually does but I just know that it's the guy who yelled at me said 30 seconds of your time blah 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 so for me that's already like no thank you uh. <laughs> you telling me to give you 30 seconds hello time is money you pay me first you know so no thank you and yeah so that that's the advice I have and I think it's damn good advice uh. so listen to me 
I gave so far how much of my time have you used up? Uh? 30 minutes, I think. So yeah, sorry, quite long. <laughs> so to all the YouTube entrepreneurs out there, every time I see your ads, this is what I think. Say only. Say only. You tell me I can earn 20, 30k. You show me the money, then you talk. <laughs> okay, so the last thing I want to like talk about on this episode of Chimey Bitch is the fact that Deepavali was last week and how Christmas decorations were up way before Deepavali even happened, actually. But let me eat my samsa first. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to talk with my mouth full. Huh? Okay, so if you were, if you exist on the internet, you would have seen a lot of backlash happening last week. A lot of shopping malls like started to put out Christmas greetings and... I think one of the biggest like Instagram posts that came out last weekend on Deepavali Day was from Raffles City. So they posted like a, I think 25 years of Swarovski or something. So it's a big ass Christmas tree outside Raffles City as they do like I think every year. But this time it was like a huge celebration because it was an anniversary for Swarovski and also like I don't know lah. But basically they posted it on actual Deepavali Day on 14th of November. So of course Raffles City is a place that anyone and everyone in Singapore like would support, would go there, spend their money and eat there and enjoy their time there. So it's like, a, they obviously have uh, patrons from all races in Singapore, all ethnicities. And it just felt a bit like, like a slap in the face. Like. Imagine it's Deepavali Day, you're celebrating Deepavali and then you're scrolling on Instagram and you see Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Then you're like, huh, relax, ah, tomorrow can say also. Ah. And also Christmas is a whole month away. So I guess it's a bit like, it's a bit triggering because it's like, this is one, not only is it one whole month away, it is also like, why do you have to put it out on the one traditional holiday that Hindus have? It's literally the only one we have because Taipusam is not recognised as a national like public holiday or an official like Indian traditional holiday in Singapore. So Deepavali is technically it. That's all we got, you know. <laughs> so chill on Deepavali Day. It would be nice to know that people are thinking about the community or thinking about their, their Indian friends, their Indian like colleagues, you know. It would be nice to know that like establishments like as big as Raffles City, they give a shit. It would just be nice to know that. And considering like how we've all been to Raffles City, we've all been there, done that, it just makes you feel a bit like, huh, you forget you got Indian customers, man. You forget we exist, man. So it just feels a bit shitty. La. And also, if anyone's listening and y'all celebrate Pavali, I hope y'all had a great one last week. And I hope this didn't uh, dampen your mood. <laughs> but I mean, either way, I'm pretty sure we all still celebrated Deepavali in our own way and had a great time. Of course, Raffles City's post didn't like ruin our entire celebration, but it obviously made us feel some type of way. And um, it's just so like, it just feels very tone deaf. You know, it just feels like, it just goes back to like the question of like, all these things that we see happen in, in a na nationwide scale, like the brown face thing, like all these things, you know, it just makes people think like, Y'all never hire brown people, man. Like, you don't have Indian people in your team. Because if you did, you would think of them. You know, you would think of, like, your colleague who is celebrating uh, their traditional holiday today. Your colleague who's celebrating, like, the biggest, like, like occasion of the year. You would think of them and you would not put something that tone deaf out. Or you would not think of Christmas first. Because you have people right beside you that are right there. You know they celebrate Deepavali. They'll be on your mind instead. So it just goes, goes back to the do you even have Indian people in your team? Do you all even hire a diverse enough, like, staff? You know, like, 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 what's up? Because how can you forget a whole community? And yes, we are, like, super minorities, I get it, but it would be nice to, like, for one day, one out of 365 days, it would be so nice to, like, 
put that 13% on a pedestal for one day. You know, it'd be so nice to be like, y'all matter, we care, you know, let's talk about Deepavali today. And even though it's our one day of the year only doing this, let's just do it right. Let's just do it, do it well. And let's just do it because we should, you know, we should talk about these things and we should care. So... I don't know, it just literally went back to the, wow, y'all clearly never hire brown people and then y'all clearly don't care. Like, you can, it's like, if you don't want to talk about Deepa Valley, don't lah. But don't talk about a celebration, uh, another occasion that's one and a half months away on Deepa Valley Day. That's just a slap in the face, I feel. So, like, the and the, and the funny thing is that I feel like, obviously being Singaporean, Indian and growing up here my whole life, I'm very, very used to, like, uh, Christmas decorations going up super, super early. Like, I, I know in November, if I'm going to go to Orchard Road, I will see a massive light up. I know that. So, these are not things that, like, piss me off or make me feel like, well, lol, Christmas already. Like, like I don't celebrate Christmas, but I celebrate with my friends. Like, you know, oh, it's Christmas, let's Secret Santa. That's all, that's all I do. I don't celebrate Christmas. So, like, it doesn't trigger me. It doesn't make me feel pissed because I've grown up with this. I've seen this every single year. But I think it's the fact that on Deepavali Day itself, something was explicitly put out to be like, for people who celebrate Christmas and let's talk about Christmas and this whole, the rest of the, it's the Christmas season, you know, that was just very like, wow, Deepavali season just one day only. <laughs> let us have our one day, you know. And yeah, like, it's just it's just made, uh, like, I think like acts like this just makes minority feel like, once again, forgotten, or like once again, like, so really nobody's going to talk about Deepavali or nobody's going to put out a generic Happy Deepavali post today. And it just feels shitty lah. But I think like, of course, Wake Up Singapore uh, posted something about it and I thought it was really like, they, they said it best lah, of course. So, why Christmas decorations should not go up before Deepavali? So Deepavali was on the 14th of November and Christmas is on the 25th of December. This is literally like one month and a week yeah, it's like five whole weeks. Okay, the celebration. Yeah, yeah. Deepavali is five whole weeks before Christmas. So, Wake Up Singapore said, we must give due respect to Deepavali and we can understand if there are less Deepavali decorations for commercial reasons, but at least wait until after Deepavali to put up Christmas decorations. So, imagine yourself to be in the shoes of someone who celebrates Deepavali. Me, me right here. <laughs> but all you see around you is Christmas decorations. So this is a case of basic decency and mutual respect in a multiracial society. Deepavali must not be overlooked. So Wake Up Singapore also put out, like, finally, we urge, we strongly urge all PR agencies and teams to have brown people. Thank you. That's why I keep saying. Things like publishing Christmas videos on Deepavali itself is simply unacceptable. A little tolerance and understanding can go a long way and let's hope we don't see a repeat of this next year. So, I mean, I think they put it best because that's true. You know, it goes back to like, they all even hire a diverse enough team. They all even look at a community that's constantly already overlooked in our multiracial Singapore. And I think it's personally just very triggering because, like I said, you know, we always say CMIO. We always say like, oh, Singapore is multiracial and racial how many days, one day in a year. We do all, we always say all these things and it feels like very like, you say for the sake of saying. But then when it comes to like on actual Deepavali Day, you don't even say for the sake of saying. You give up. <laughs> you stop trying already. You just, Christmas season is upon us. They're like, come on. Ah. Like, I'm more than happy to see decorations everywhere. It looks beautiful. But like on the one day of the year that we have that is actually recognized as a national like public holiday and a day for us to celebrate, be with our loved ones and stuff like that, to know that Christmas is still on the top of everyone's minds and like they're out there already wishing people seasons, greetings, you know, to know that it's just like, huh, just wish me this one day lah. Just don't talk about like another major holiday that is already going to take over like the rest of the year. At the end of the day, like, 
I feel like we constantly forget how to be human and that just goes back to like the root of a lot of problems that we have or a lot of like when it comes to race. It's just people forgetting how to just show a little little more empathy and just like be a bit more understanding of someone else's like culture or just like understanding how they feel or putting themselves in someone else's shoes. And I think like a lot of people try to express how they feel online and I mean there's only so much you can do, right? Because Raffle City was just posting... Their post was hilarious, like, actually. They put out a... <laughs> so it was a video saying, Join us in the making of Raffle City X Swarovski Christmas tree as we gear up for the most wonderful time of the year. So this was posted on Deepavali Day. And the post... Comments have been limited already. <laughs> so shout out to your PR team. <laughs> After like three days, they limited comments. It already has 310 comments, by the way. And all the comments are brown people saying, Happy Deepavali <laughs> <laughs> and I love it lah because it's the most pegro thing you can do. Just like people, Christmas, happy Deepavali. <laughs> you know, I love it. So shout out to everyone who commented and there are a lot of super funny comments also. So um let's see, let's read some. So people are saying like, ooh, most wonder- wonderful time of the year indeed. Happy Deepavali, everyone. <laughs> then um what else do we have? Happy Happy Deepavali, Raffle City, just in case you did not get the memo. And then another one is, You glow girl, happy Deepavali shoppers. P.S. Did you know that Christmas wreaths are, wreaths are actually inspired by Moruku? <laughs> so I love that one. That's from Divaga. So shout out. The comment is hilarious. And another one is, May this festival of lights brighten up, brighten up your heads, hearts and minds to be more sensitive to your surroundings. Wow, savage. And then someone innocently commented to like, like in favor of like yay Christmas someone said can't wait for the most wonderful time of the year and then they put Christmas trees then wake up Singapore reply indeed isn't Deepavali so special (laughs) I love it eh it's so passive aggressive and like the light up is so apt for Deepavali happy Deepavali to all I wish it would snow Murukus (laughs) I wish I would just open my mouth eh sorry that was a lot but yeah I mean I I just want to say like I hope you all had a massive like like amazing like Deepavali not massive like cause got five people limit right but I hope you all had a great Deepavali either way and of course if you celebrate Christmas too I hope you will have an amazing Christmas when it's actually Christmas all the days leading up to Christmas sure like hope you have an amazing December take the month you own it that's all I gotta say uh, honestly so I think with that we are kind of done with this episode I hope you all enjoyed like a more topical approach to chimey bitch and let me know if you want me to talk about anything else specific or like if there's anything else you'd be like, pretty, I want to hear what you got to say. Or pretty, um, I don't want to hear what you got to say. I mean, no, tell me whatever you want, lah, okay? But I hope you all enjoyed this. This episode is also like way shorter than my other episodes. So hopefully you all like this or if you want more of me also can tell me. I don't know. Maybe I won't listen. But anyways, as with every episode, we're going to end with a song recommendation. So of course, because it's the Christmas season, <laughs> this this episode's song is All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. I'm kidding. I'm joking. It's not the Christmas season yet. <laughs> I'm such a bitch. Eh? Okay, so there's one man away. Relax. But right now, we we started this episode by talking about clubbing. So I want to just shout out this Spotify playlist that I always listen when I'm in a... I remember on my birthday, right? Literally, my birthday is September 18. On September 17 at 11.59, I went on Spotify and I typed Abing Asiao. Sorry, this is very vulgar. But I went to type that on Spotify and it's literally a full like clubbing playlist, like intense, like stuff from like early 2000s, I think. So 
I was listening to that as it hit midnight and as it became my 26th birthday and I was very happy. I was just sitting in my room and I was super happy. So that's what I did. And of course, because we talked about COVID clubbing, I need to play for y'all one of the best clubbing songs. I think it's a song everybody knows, but nobody knows the title. The title I also cannot pronounce. So I'll probably put this on screen. <laughs> but here we go. Is everybody know this one? The title is in French, by the way. I can't pronounce <laughs> Jaden's chuckling at the background. <laughs> I love this song so much. Eh. And, then, and then go one woman was suddenly, I still remember. <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all hear that part, okay? Coming, coming soon, coming soon. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Soon, soon, soon. Eh, don't have a. But yeah, I love this song. Please check out the playlist. I don't know who created it, but I will link this playlist below because it is one of the best playlists out there. And there's really everything. Uh, there's the every time we touch, you know, there's really all the songs you can think of. And they just don't have those Hokkien songs inside. If they add that in, it'll be perfect. But anyways, uh, I hope you all uh, enjoyed this episode. And also, I'm going to go back to eating all of this. <laughs> but let me know what you want to hear in episode 9 and also... Let me know what you think about everything we talked about, like COVID clubbing, YouTube entrepreneurs, and also um, the Christmas Deepavali situation. So yeah, let me know your thoughts on everything and I will be in the comments fighting with all of you. I'm kidding, I won't. I'll be in the comments liking your comments. That's what I'll be doing. So yeah, I hope you all enjoyed this and have a great one. And this was episode 8 of Chai Me Bitch. Goodbye. And I will continue to eat this for now. Bye. <laughs> You've just made it to the end of an episode of Chai Me Bitch. Wow, you listened to the whole thing. Ah. You like me, then say lah. <laughs> but if you liked it, make sure you're followed and subscribed so you know every time a new episode of Chai Me Bitch or any other Pretty Please video is out. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Chai. Chai. Bitch.